says, and to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain, coming to you live from our sister station in Jacksonville, WOKV, and our listeners in the Jacksonville area. Thank you for joining us, folks. And as usual, at this particular time, we get an update from the most connected man in Washington, D.C., Jamie Dupree. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie from New Hampshire, I presume. Hey, Herman, how you doing, buddy? How are you? Wonderful. What's going on with uh, Sanders up there? I am at a Bernie Sanders rally in Nashua, New Hampshire. Yes, I'm at a Sanders rally and had to go outside so I can talk to you. It was a little bit of, I have to say, the uh, the Sanders events, you know, you, you sort of look at him and see, oh, it's this big, this big, uh, you know, uh, uh, surge that's happening with people uh, on the Democratic side. And then you go to his events and they're somewhat underwhelming, I have to say. They're not... You know, it, it's not a huge sort of rah-rah rally or anything like that. I mean, there's a lot of excited people, and they've filled up this gymnasium that's here at Daniel Webster College, where I am in Nashua, New Hampshire. But it's not like, you know, I, I guess I'm struggling to say that it, it doesn't have as much energy as maybe like a Trump rally or a Cruz rally or anything like that. It's a much more esoteric kind of feeling where people are really engaged on the specific issues and what Sanders would like to do in terms of real plans and uh, real changes uh, for the American economy, for the American government and more. And so it's, it's a different kind of feel. Again, a uh, lot of very committed people, a lot of young people here. Hillary Clinton today and yesterday has brought in Bill Clinton, her husband, the former president, to do some stumping and, uh, for her here in New Hampshire. And, of course, I guess I'd say the one thing, Herman, that you can never rule out is that last-minute election magic for the Clintons in New Hampshire. It was eight years ago when I was here when the polls all said there was no way she could win. She was going to lose to Barack Obama, and that race was probably going to be over. Somehow she won. Uh, it was 24 years ago when I was here when Bill Clinton was the comeback kid. Just a few weeks uh, from now will be the exact anniversary and when he finished second to Paul Songus here after promising voters in New Hampshire, I'll stick with you till the last dog dies. So there's a lot of history <laughs> here for the Clintons and certainly they're going to have to produce some election magic over the next 24 hours or so. Well, they're going to have to produce a whole lot of magic because according to the latest polls, uh, Sanders had a big lead over Hillary. Is that right? Yeah, you're exactly right. And I tell you, I went to an event with Hillary Clinton uh, over the weekend in Henniker, New Hampshire, at a small college called New England College. And she, it was really interesting because she just basically laid out right on the table that she knows that uh, probably a lot of the people in her audience at that school were not going to be voting for her, that they'd rather vote for Bernie Sanders. I mean, she got that out of the way in literally the first 45 seconds, sermon, just put it on the table and said, I know probably a lot of you aren't going to support me. Then the first kid gets up uh, to ask a question. And addresses her as Secretary Sanders. And the whole place groans, you know, a little bit embarrassing. And then proceeds, this is one of the college kids, proceeds to then ask her a question about Benghazi and her emails. With the thrust of the question being, why should young people trust you? And then a couple wow. of questions later, another woman gets up and says, you know, I worked for you eight years ago. Uh, but I'm worried about your answers on Benghazi and the emails. And so here's Hillary Clinton in a, you know, in an event that I'm sure that people pushed her to do. And then she's getting knocked around uh, by these college kids. I think the one thing that I found most interesting is like there's there's not this feeling anymore of, 
sort of there's not an aura of invincibility about her. Uh, that ordinary people will stand up at these town halls and they will get in her face, in a sense, and ask these tough questions. Now, they may not be as tough as they would be asked if they were Republicans asking them, but I still think it's significant. As I'm standing outside here, Herman, it's starting to snow even more, so uh, <laughs> this will be a, a live shot that will go down in my history books here, standing outside in Nashua, New Hampshire. But inside, again, a decent crowd for Bernie Sanders. Again, nothing that's nothing that makes you think the people are going to rush out of here and burn right. down buildings or anything like that, uh, but um, he's obviously tapped into something not only in Iowa, but especially here in New Hampshire, Herman. Well, some of the TV reporting tries to give the impression that he's not only leading, but there's this level of energy like at a Trump rally. And you're saying you don't see that. Yes, he's drawing a pretty good crowd, but not necessarily generating that. And speaking of crowds, uh, are you seeing also that Jeb's crowds are getting a little bigger this weekend? Yeah, everybody had really good crowds this weekend. Uh, you know, uh, Trump had a good crowd yesterday up north in Plymouth, New Hampshire. Jeb, I went to one of his events this weekend, and, and a few of my buddies had told me, hey, you got to go to a Jeb event because they're just turning people away. And sure enough, Saturday in Bedford, New Hampshire, they must have had 300, 200, 300 people outside that couldn't get into this pretty big uh, uh, middle school. And so he addressed them outside before he came in. You know, uh, it's it's a muddled race right now up here. The, the polls certainly indicate that Trump is ahead. Then again, the polls indicated a week ago that Trump was ahead. It didn't turn out that way. Uh, so I, you know, sort of raised that issue just to put it out there on the table. And then the issue is who's next. Herman, at about 8 o'clock on Friday night, uh, I would, if you would have called me, I would have said, Marco Rubio is gonna, not only has momentum, but he's going to win in New Hampshire. I went to an event of his on Friday night. Uh, you could just feel it. It was like in Iowa the week before when I was there with him. He was on the move. People right. were standing outside for two hours beforehand in the cold to get in. And then Saturday night happened at the debate with his uh, back and forth with Governor Christie. You know, I don't know that that's the end or anything like that for Rubio, but I do think it slowed his momentum here in New Hampshire. And if you look at the daily polls that have come out the last uh, uh, the last two, it has definitely slowed him down or at least interrupted his momentum and interrupted his push. Now, does that mean that Trump is going to win, or will somebody else jump up? I'm not so sure that Chris Christie's going to jump. Uh, he, uh, he's he been weighed down. He's been airing a lot of attack ads against Rubio in recent weeks, and his numbers have trended down at the same time. Jeb Bush, uh, I still think, well, there's a reservoir of support for him up here. I'm just not sure that's it. So I'm going to throw on the table the possibility that maybe the governor of Ohio, John Kasich, could be the one who really gets a boost here. And he's done over 100 town halls. He's the sort of person that Iowa Republicans, I think, are interested in. Somebody who's been a governor, somebody who's done a lot of stuff, somebody who has a record of achievement. And, you know, it's funny, Herman, because there's a difference between the Republicans here in this state and the Republicans in Iowa and then the Republicans down south. I think the Republicans here in New Hampshire are much more interested in record, in bipartisan uh, cooperation, in achievement, and what you're going to do, laying out distinct plans rather than a lot of sort of broad rhetoric. Uh, t Ted Cruz has been attracting people. I just think he has sort of a natural limit here, but you never know. I think we're getting in one poll I saw today, Herman, the undecided number has been going up every day this week. So it may be just like a week ago in Iowa, where a lot of people get in there and decide at the last minute, huh, I wonder who I'm going to vote for as they, uh, as they look at that list of names and then decide to pull the lever for somebody. It could mean an interesting result tomorrow night. Have you seen any information about how much is being spent by the various candidates? Because I only had it anecdotally that Kasich and uh, uh, Christie were spending money advertising in the state of New Hampshire. Have you seen anything? 
Well, let me tell you, you turn on the TV, all you see is uh, political ads. I know last night, for example, right. during the Super Bowl, uh, there were only a few ads, and Rubio had a couple on. Uh, there was a Jeb Bush ad that was done with George W. Bush's uh, uh, voice, uh, you know, on behalf of his brother. This morning, I noted that Chris Christie's ads in the morning news programs were all positive. So he must have made the decision after he attacked Rubio to yank down some of his negative ads against Rubio and go positive at the end, trying to capitalize on that. He certainly felt like yesterday that he had had a good night in the debate. In fact, the first person that I interviewed, first voter at the Christie event, uh, was a guy who said that he had been leaning toward Rubio. And once that uh, once that debate exchange occurred, then he went back back over and said he was probably going to vote for Christie. Right. Well, I think, uh, as you indicated, there are going to be a lot of undecideds that are going to show up and they may not make their decision until the last minute and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that's the nature of it. Now, Which makes it, it very frustrating, obviously, I'm for sure. us to figure it out. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. But, now, you know, it's been interesting on the ground again to be here this weekend, let me tell you and to see everything and to see it develop, you can definitely get a sense, A, on the Democratic side of the reluctance of people to, to support Hillary Clinton, B, the, the plus for Bernie Sanders, and then on the Republican side, it's sort of a muddle. You know, Donald Trump wasn't here for 48 straight hours. He's doing a bunch of events today. I still say uh, there are more people here, more voters that I've interviewed, who had a really immediate negative reaction to Trump in a way that you did not see in Iowa. Right. I just note that I don't, you know, it doesn't mean that he's going to lose or anything, but I just sort of think it's interesting to see that change and how different the electorate is here as compared to the Hawkeye state. Well, the fact that Trump's numbers are still up and he's still like 15 points ahead of the nearest competitors and a couple of them, according to one of the latest polls, uh, Kasich is tied with, uh, I think it is Rubio. Uh, are you hearing or seeing yes, any, exactly right. anything in terms of um, his number of people being turned off by him? Been turned uh, off by Trump. You know, Trump, Trump in one tracking poll that I've been watching, he has been trending down about a point a day. He even went down after the debate. I'm not saying that means he's going down and he's going to lose or anything like that. But uh, there's, there's clearly been a, a move away from him in the same way that I sensed last week in Iowa, that people, I think some people are starting to say, you know what, I toyed with the idea of voting for Trump. Now I'm going to vote for somebody else. I still think right now Trump has to be the favorite. But again, it's the ground game issue. He did not have a ground game in Iowa in a serious way. And there's a lot of people who think he does not have a serious ground game here. Now, Ted Cruz certainly has people on the ground, but I just think there's sort of a natural limit for Ted Cruz here. That's not meant as a negative. I just think it's a different state. This is not Iowa. This is the Northeast. This is New England. And Cruz's message only goes so far here. But again, I don't think it's a problem. I think he goes on to South Carolina really no matter where Ted Cruz finishes. And if he could finish second, then even better for him. That would give him even more momentum going down south. Is New Hampshire similar to Iowa in terms of voter turnout depending upon the weather? Uh, it could be. We're supposed to have snow today and into tomorrow, but this place deals with it much better, you know, just like Iowa does, so I don't think it'd be a big problem. Okay. Uh, again, I, I think more than anything else, we will see a, a big turnout for Republicans. Uh, certainly there, there is excitement on the Republican side. I mean, every candidate that I went to this weekend had an overflow crowd. Everybody. You know, it's not just the little guys, the, the big guys, everybody. And so there is a distinct amount of interest here in getting out and seeing the candidates. And we'll see how that plays out. Very good. Well, is it still snowing? Do you need to get back inside? It is still snowing. Yes, it is. But it's not snowing that hard. Bernie Sanders is the uh, level of Secret Service activity here tells me that Sanders is getting close to wrapping up his speech inside. After this, I hope to get down uh, not too far away. Jeb Bush is having a noontime speech. Then I hope to uh, get up to see Ted Cruz later today in Manchester. 
come back this way to Nashua to pick up Marco Rubio and then also hopefully get to see uh, John Kasich later this evening. And if I get lucky, I might uh, be able to catch Bill Clinton at some point in time as well. Sort of a, a frantic last day, not only for the campaigns, but for reporters as well here on the ground, Herman. Well, tell Bill that we said hello from Jacksonville. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. And you say hi to all my friends down there at WOKV as well. Thanks a lot, Jamie. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.